It's hard to believe that you're only 18 years old and you've been told you'll spend the rest of your life in this facility. What I believe is it's possible that I can be here the rest of my life. I'm working on my peer to this day. But you say me 18, it's people in here 16 years old with, with natural lives. You know, 17. They ain't having established nothing in the world, you know, but growing up. And they stuck in here with a natural life, you know. I mean, it needs to change. Something has to change. There's uh, some mothers out there that their sons may be buried. And sometimes I feel like that with Corey, that it's just, it, it, it's a part of me, you know, I feel like, you know, because he's so much of him being, so much taken out from, taken away from him, from, uh, you know, being incarcerated for the rest of his life. Sometimes you feel like he's dead? Well, a part of him, you know, because he's out, you know, he's, he's, he's not out here in the real world like he would say it, you know, and uh, he's missing out on a, a, a whole lot. What's going on, everybody? I had to just jump on here because um, while everybody is celebrating, you know, the guilty verdict and the uh, Derek Chauvin murder trial, I just had some thoughts and I just wanted to get them off my chest. And I've been watching a lot of reactions on Twitter. I've been watching a lot of reactions on Instagram and I'm having mixed emotions about everything that's going on. Yeah, it's a time to celebrate because black people feel like there was some justice tonight. And I can't knock that. I can't side against that. However, what I want to talk about tonight is we cannot drop the ball. We can't drop the ball. We can't lose sight. And this is the thing that tends to happen with black people all the time. For example, when Trump was kicked out of office, Joe Biden was elected. Black people started dropping the ball. News ratings went down. When Trump was in office, news ratings were at their high. People was aware. People was focused. People was paying attention to everything that was going on. But the minute Joe Biden became president, people stopped watching the news. Black people stopped paying attention to what's going on. And I use that as an example, right? Because right now in America, People are celebrating, and maybe rightfully so, when it comes to the Derek Chauvin guilty verdict, guilty on all charges, because the last time something like this has been that heightened, it was the O.J. Simpson trial, 
Right. And when OJ Simpson got found not guilty, black people celebrated. But we tend to forget, right, that we had the Rodney King verdict. And it didn't go in our favor, even though we had undisputed evidence of police brutality. The officers were found not guilty with Rodney King. So tonight, yeah, take a victory lap for black people. Take a victory lap and celebrate. However, let's not lose sight of the goal. Because as I'm talking right now, minutes or even an hour, no later than an hour after the verdict came down for Derek Chauvin, the final guilty on all charges, Michaela Bryant, a 15-year-old girl in Columbus, Ohio, was shot four times by the police and killed. A young black girl. And in my soul, that does not sit right. I don't feel good about that. Because as well, while we were celebrating justice for George Floyd, an injustice was occurring in Columbus, Ohio. I don't need to know more. I don't. I saw the video like everybody else did. I don't need to know what took place. According to the reports, there were some girls fighting. Somebody called the police. An officer showed up, saw a young black girl with a gun and shot her four times and killed her. Why in the fuck was she a threat? Like I have teenage boys that is bigger than me. And I know I can take them down to the ground when I want to. Like this is what's going on in America right now to where we are. It's a war going on. I'm just going to be blunt. It's a war going on with black people. There's a war going on within the community and there's a war going on outside the community. And it has to come a point in time that we have to wake up and understand what's going on. Because when black people kill black people, black people go to jail. Miss me with that bullshit about, you know, black on black crime. When black people kill black people, black people go to jail. How do you think that we make up a large percentage of the people that's incarcerated? I don't want to hear that Chicago. I don't want to hear that Detroit. I don't want to hear that Cleveland. I don't want to hear none of that when it comes to predominantly black cities. We can argue about the politics of it. I'm with you on that. But miss me when it talk when y'all get to talking about black on black crime, because black people go to jail. Our issue when it comes to the police departments is that they get off. Like right now in America, we got Dante Wright, a twenty year old, that was killed by an officer who thought that she grabbed her taser, but yet she grabbed her gun. Now, I said it on Correct the Feeling podcast last week that there is a difference in between the weight of each one. And if you look at the video, you can see that the black gun is pointed. So how did she not see that the taser, which is yellow in color in, in comparison to the gun, which the gun is black, that she thought that 
she grabbed her taser. We had uh, Adam Toledo, a 13-year-old young boy in Chicago, who was being chased by the police, threw the gun. The police told him, turn around, show your hands. He did that and was killed. And now, minutes after the verdict in the Derek Chauvin case, Michaela Bryant, 15, is shot dead. Like, you have to be a sorry son of a bitch to think that that's justifiable. I wouldn't give a damn what she had in her hand. At one point in time, throughout this confrontation, or when the officer saw it, there's logic and reason that has to be applied. I've been in situations where people had guns drawn and was able to convince them to put the guns down. I'm a black man in America. I'm not trained in that area of de-escalation. My logic and reason kicks in and I know how to talk to people. I've been in the middle of gang wars and was able to get them to stop beefing with each other. So if I'm able to do that, why in the hell is the police not? When they're trained for this, when they're trained for these kind of situations. Once again, I'm a firm believer. It is not back the blue. That's just a statement that people like to use, that white conservatives like to use. It's really back the white person in the blue. That's what it's about. Because a uniform does not make the person, the person makes the uniform. So what is this shit about back the blue? No, it has nothing to do with the blue. It's the person that's wearing the blue. It's who America, white conservative, or white people in this country expect us to back. Now, I'm not against the police. I'm not. I have no beef with good police officers. I encountered quite a few of them. Just a couple weeks ago, I got pulled over in South Carolina, driving from Georgia to North Carolina. I was doing a 55 in an 80. Well, I was doing 80, excuse me, in a 55. The police gave me a warning and let me go. And it wasn't that I just complied. No, he was a decent person because he was an asshole. It could have went way worse than that. And keep in mind, this was 11 o'clock at night. I had my daughter in the car. So I know that there are good police officers on the force. A lot of black people know that as well. But once again, we don't know when it's the good officer and the bad officer that's rolling up. There is not a sign or some kind of thing illuminating to let us know that this is the good officer that's rolling up or the bad officer. So we're going to respond according to what we know based on our history. And that's to be on guard, to be on alert. We don't want these problems with the police. We don't want these problems with white America. We want to be able to live in this society based on three principles, freedom, justice, and equality. Why in the fuck is that so hard for people to comprehend and understand? 
We are a very much a part of America as everybody else. And the reason why I say that, because we built this joint. We, we didn't ask to come here. We were brought here as slaves. I am a descendant of slaves. I know where I come from. My family originated in Nigeria. But my foremothers and forefathers were brought here as slaves. This is why I can talk to y'all as a black America, a black America in America. I know my history. You can't argue that with me. I know where I come from. And since my foremothers and my forefathers were slaves, I am owed equal protection under the law, just like every other black American. But why is this hard for people to give us that? Why? When a black person is shot down in the streets, why is there a justification on the side of the police officer and not the victim? It's like blaming somebody that is raped about being raped. What kind of sense do that make? If a person is unarmed, he's unarmed. He's no threat. If a person is running away from the police and shot in the back four or five times, I don't give a fuck what his history is. He was trying to get away. He was not a threat. But somehow and some reason in America, we like to justify that kind of shit. I'm only speaking out of passion because I have boys. I have three black boys and I have a black daughter. And if something was to happen to them, whether by somebody that looks like me or somebody that don't look like me, it's going to be fucking hell to pay. I'm going to die that day. I'm going to die and I'm going to take a bunch of people with me. That's just how I feel. I'm going to protect my family. I'm going to protect my wife. I'm going to protect my children by any means necessary, like Malcolm X said. And so right now you hear the energy, you hear my passion because I'm upset right now. I don't want to celebrate the guilty verdict of Derek Chauvin because there's too much work to be done. We still have a lot of more cases out here in society to where black unarmed people were killed by the police. And this is the argument. And this is to white conservatives out there. This is our argument when it comes to that. The police always get off regardless of the facts and circumstances in the case. This is why we're so upset when it comes to an unarmed black person being killed by the police. Once again, I emphasize, what if that was your child killed by a black officer? Would you feel the same way? Would you back the fucking blue if your white child was killed by a black officer? In the police unions, the mayors, city councils, everybody else, other politicians on the federal and state level get behind the black officer. You feel fucked up. You'll feel some kind of way about that because you only get one shot at life. No parent wants to bury their child. And this is my greatest fear. Something happening to me and me not being here for my children or something happening to my children. This is something that we should share in common. I want to grow old and pass with my children being successful in this world, having a foundation that I lay for them so that they can live on. Even though I pass of old age or natural causes, I'm okay with that. But I don't want to die at the hands of another person, whether they black, white, yellow, or brown. And it's unjustifiable.
This is the conversation that we need to be having. Because like I said last week on Correct the Felon Podcast, black people are not going away. We're here. This is our country too. We're just as American as you are. And if you don't like it, you dip. We ain't going nowhere. You dip. There's a lot of area in this country that black people are not predominantly at. Like places like Montana, North Dakota, South Dakota. There's a lot of areas in the middle of the country where black people are not populated. We're on the coast. So if you feel like you don't want to live in a society with us, you do. Because we're not going nowhere. We built this joint for free. We are as American as apple pie, as baseball, and as you are. We're not going nowhere. You can try to continue to treat us cruelly, shoot us down in the streets or whatever. We're going to be here. And you know one thing about it? We're going to continue to advance. Even though we have these incidents with police brutality, more black Americans are going to succeed than fail. Yeah, we're going to continue to become millionaires, billionaires. We're going to continue to navigate our culture in this society. We're going to take hold of it. We're going to have a piece of it. That's what's happening. Economically, we're going to eventually be a stronghold in here. Politically, we're going to be a stronghold in this country. And there's nothing that nobody can stop. You know why? Because God is behind all of it. God is behind us. There's no people on the face or in the history of the planet Earth that has suffered like black people. And the fact that we are still here should let you know something. We ain't going nowhere. You can't destroy us. We can't destroy ourselves. There's a specialty. There's a love of God that is around us. So it's either get on our side or deal with God about it. If I'm not mistaken, I think it's Thomas Jefferson who said it best. He said he trembles when he thinks of God being an, a, a just God and the injustice to being served by black people. He cannot sleep on that for too much longer. I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but that's it. You can go look it up. I'm speaking facts. I'm speaking real shit. And I'm speaking from passion as a black man in America. Who is doing the right thing. I am a convicted felon. I don't run from it. I don't hide from it. I let it be known. I got convicted of a felony when I was 18 years old. I'll be 44 this year. I have not gotten trouble since then. But if something happened to me, the first thing that I, people will say, oh, he's been to prison. He's been convicted of a felony. They're going to look past the fact that I've been a husband for nine years. Yes, a husband for nine years, going on my 10th year. They're going to look past the fact that, you know, I've been raising my family. I didn't have my daughter out of wedlock. I have three stepsons, just to be correct. But my biological daughter, I got married before I had her. They won't look at that. They won't look at my motivational speaking back in my home state of Flint, Michigan. They won't look at the work that I've been doing in the community just because it's not publicized. Just because it's not put all over Instagram or Twitter, but I go into, before COVID, I go into the detention centers and speak to the young boys. 
I catch them on the corner and talk to them. I try to mentor them. Right. That'll look past what the fact that I've been to prison would just to be justified for my murder, especially at the hands of a, a police officer. And that's sad that that's the reality in which we live in. But I'm here to tell you there's a lot more people like me. We're going to do great in this world. We're going to establish ourselves as American citizens, whether people like it or not. We're going to do that. And if you have a problem with that, then I suggest you find somewhere else to live. Because we're not going nowhere. We're going to be in the metropolitan areas. Yeah, we're going to be there. We're going to be in D.C. We're going to be in New York. We're going to be in Detroit. We're going to be in L.A. We're going to be in Atlanta. We're going to be in Miami, Houston, wherever the majority of the populations are at. That's where we're going to be. And if you don't feel like you want to live in a society with us, deuces, you leave. I'm pretty sure you're more in tune with your heritage than we are. Our shit didn't get all mixed up since slavery. Shit, Thomas Jefferson might be my fucking great-grandfather. I don't know. <laughs> or somebody else in my family, extended family. We don't know unless you research it. But once again, we are a part of this fabric of this nation. America is ours just like it is yours. And until you come into that realization, you're going to always have a problem. But the thing is, it's here. We're multiplying. I don't know nobody that does not have four, at least four children compared to white counterparts who have two. So we're always going to double it. The country is getting browner. You can't stop it. You can't. That's God's plan. You need to take that issue up with God if you have that big of a problem with the country becoming dark. Now, illegal immigration, that's a different story. We could talk about that politically. But black and white people in this country... Listen, this is both ours. It's not just yours. When you talk that talk, taking our country back, taking it back from who? Right? We feel the same way. In actuality, we got more in common than we are, have disagreements. The fucking government is the problem. Whether it's the federal, the state, or the local, it's the problem. If we can get on that one accord, we can live in peace with each other. But you know what, though? You don't like that. When the government is a problem for us. Oh, let me take that back when it's a problem for you. But as long as it's a problem for us, it's just comply or die. Right? That's okay. Hmm? But yet we share the same common enemy, which is the state, local, and federal governments. They're the ones that's fucking us all over. But because you're looking at me because I look a little different, my skin is darker. I got dreadlocks. I may talk with slang. I may wear hoodies. I may wear gold chains. I'm different from you. I like rap music. You know, I like to go to strip clubs. I like to see the girls twerking. That's part of my culture. And the reason why it's part of my culture, because we had to develop one of our own. It was robbed from us. It was, it was taken from us. So we developed one of our own, which is hip-hop culture. But the thing about hip-hop culture is your culture. Too. It was developed in America. Why do people in China and across the world accept the culture more than you when it was born over here? Hip hop culture was born in the Bronx, New York, a place where you're from. 
but yet people in China, Afghanistan, Indonesia accept the culture more than you when it's American culture. The reason why you don't accept it like that because you didn't create it. It's okay. You know, but it's still American culture, still part of the history. Right? So this is my message. And I'll end it on this note right here. I just saw not too long ago Candace Owens. I know Candace Owens is big and white conservative talking space. Candace Owens don't speak for black people. No, not at all. I don't give a fuck how much you agree with her and what she says. That don't apply to black people. She is not one of us. I'm saying it just like that. She is not one of us. She does not have the same experiences. Candace Owens does not have the same likeness of us. She don't even like us. Because if she did, she'd be part of the culture instead of trying to, trying to bash it. Like when it came to George Floyd, first thing she keep talking about was his criminal history and his drug abuse. But should he have died for a fuck, over a fucking misdemeanor? Taking a counterfeit bill to a store is a misdemeanor. What's more important, the misdemeanor or the life? Talk to me. What's more important? Huh? Life or the misdemeanor? I've seen white people get mad more over dogs dealing with Michael Vick than fucking human life. What kind of shit is that? So y'all mean to tell me that a fucking dog is more important than a human life? Man, this motherfucking country then went to hell. And I don't know when it's coming back. This is crazy where we're headed. But once again, we all have the same common goals, man. We just want to do good in this world and make sure that we leave some for our children. Why is that disputable? Because our skin tones are a little different. Right. More black people are Christian than anything else. Just like white people are predominantly Christian. We share the same religion. We share the same common goals. But yet we can't get justice, freedom and equality in this country. I'm going to end it on this here. Right. Regardless to whom or what. We're going to get it. If it's by continue to populate America, making it browner or just doing it on our own like we normally do. Right? You can't escape it. You might as well align up with it so that our children can have a better future. So that our children can see in America as what it's supposed to be. Right? This is my rant. Once again, I, I just want to send my condolences to Dante Wright, uh, Adam T uh, Toledo, and now Micaiah Bryant. This shit got to stop. And I pray and hope that people in this country that do not like, do not look like me, can find it in their hearts to understand the pain and the plight of the black experience. Because it's real. We don't want to keep doing this. But if we keep being pushed to a point to where we break, this is not what America really want to see. So I'm going to end it with that. And I pray that everybody have a blessed day on purpose.